your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Show Trent Connor and myself another hour to go. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com. In 18 minutes or so, he covers the Big 12 and the Big 10. Didn't he do some Big 10 games this year? Yeah, yeah. He say? went to Iowa City, I think. The first he did early in the two year. of the first three weeks, something like that. Yeah. He was there for Wyoming because of Allen coming mm-hmm. in, and then the wave for the North Texas game. He made his way there. He's been in Ames. Uh, he knows it well, and of course. He's a Nebraska guy. Went to the University of Nebraska. And lives in Omaha. And lives in Omaha. So we can hit both sides of things with Mitch. Uh, always love the conversation with him. Real good guy. And, uh, boy, it's Big Ten, Big 12. Two huge matchups. Ohio, Ohio mm-hmm. State, Penn State, we had circled. TCU, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't I mean, have that circled. <laughs> nobody did. I mean, no. because even the most ridiculous Iowa State fan that had big expectations for this team you didn't think the TCU was going to come in undefeated if you had that, or if you thought the TCU was going to be good and you're looking at potential landmines, you didn't have Ames, Iowa circled for that. No, and now the potential landmine stories being written by all these national writers mm-hmm. that cover college football. Look, it's great. Trent, it's, I was thinking about this last night as I was um, Bruce Feldman, right? Bruce? Yes. Um, College football national guy. I read all the bull, uh, the bull forecast. Right, you like that stuff. I do. I just want to, you know, where are the hawks going, and that's been the conversation. Where are the hawks going? Where are the yeah. hawks going? I. It was great to, and I'm sure. Look, if I, if I enjoy it, I'm sure their fan base is giddy about doing this. Mm-hmm. Looking at bull um, forecasts and finding Iowa State listed and legitimately listed. I think mm-hmm. Feldman has them in Houston. Uh, I don't recall the opponent. He has Iowa in San Francisco, both on the same day. Ooh, that wouldn't be great. No, it's it's, it's my birthday, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, and and uh, the Foster Farms Bowl against USC for the Hawks. Um, but Feldman, who did I, who's got Iowa State playing? Well, just regardless, the fact that you know when you when you're seeing some of these bowl um, <clears throat> games come out. What's the word I'm looking for? The bull projections. Projections. Thank you. Thought there was another word, but there's not. The bull projections come out, and just for the first time in stinking years, you're looking for the two two local yeah. schools where they're going to go. Here is uh, the tie-ins for the Big Twelve this year. Uh, first, since the Sugar Bowl is part of the college football playoff this year, they don't have that tie-in obviously okay. now. If TCU is number well, one, they will go there. Or, yeah, then right. they would be going there. But that's a big if. Uh, Alabama inside track. Georgia, the second inside track. Mm-hmm. TCU down the list a little bit. But the tie-ins this year, the Alamo Bowl. against would be a, a blast. Pac-12 school. Love San Antonio. Mm-hmm. My first ever bowl trip was 2001 down there. Kyle McCann year. Yes. Drank a lot of beer on the Riverwalk that I season. I would, yeah. <laughs> oh. And you weren't alone. No, no, no. That was a good one. Uh, Camping World Bowl against the ACC. Is that the one in Houston? That's the one I think that maybe moved to Frisco. Is that the old Miami Beach Bowl? Now I got to Google this. As we're looking at tie-ins because we've got to figure out what it's going to be, right? And what day is that one, Trent? That will be played, let's see, history. Yeah, this is the old Miami Beach Bowl. It's Which in, was played no, before no, Christmas. I, I am wrong. This is the old Blockbuster Bowl, CarQuest Bowl, Micron PC Bowl. It's been a lot of names. Gallery Furniture, is that one? No, no, it's never that. Uh, visit Florida Tangerine Bowl for a year. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the Champ Sports Bowl for seven years. And lately, oh, that was Orlando then. The right? Russell Athletics. So, yeah, this is played in Orlando is uh, where this one will be played. So, Orlando. And I have seen them uh, tied to that bowl. It, one, maybe Jerry Palm. Okay. Don't recall uh, who, who I saw. Now, what's the, what's the bowl in Houston? In Houston, that's the Texas Bowl, the Advocare Texas Bowl. And, and that's the one I saw Bruce Feldman had them uh, playing in last night. That's against an SEC opponent, Liberty Bowl. Well, they know that one. That's against an SEC team, the mm-hmm. Cactus Bowl against Pac-12, and the Heart of Dallas Bowl against the Big Ten. Can we get an Iowa State rematch? They'd never do that down in Texas, would they? Yeah, it would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, did you want to see that? You know, did you want to see that game twice a year? I don't. Let, 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 right. let, you see once a year. Like it wouldn't. Iowa State they, fans would like to see it again. Well, sure they would. Especially they'd like to see it this week. The yes, way their yeah. team is playing, the yep. way the Hawks look as they're they're playing. But um, no, once is enough. Once a year is is plenty. I don't. I don't think it would take any of the luster off the Cyhawk. I mean, once September rolls around, everybody mm-hmm. would be giddy and jacked up, and uh, it'll be the Hatfields and the McCoys at least for three or four hours. And then what I love about it, for the most part, is everybody goes back to being Iowans again, which is which is fantastic. Uh, so. Let's go back to how we start. We finished the uh, the first hour of the program. Yes, and you think wrongly uh, that Georgia is going to be when the college football playoff rankings come out a week from last night. Which thank God they're here on one hand, but on the other hand, it means the season's coming to an end. So maybe not. Uh, take that back. Um, that you think Georgia's got a chance to be ranked ahead of Alabama? A chance, a discussion point. It's. Mm-hmm. I feel there's some something going on with the committee, especially early when they put together these rankings, that they're looking for a little entry. All it is is a television show. That's all it is. It it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Everything every week it is wiped clean. But you know what? For the one fan base that gets in that maybe they weren't sure mm-hmm. they were going to, and the one conversely that gets left out, it becomes such a huge talker. It is wonderful for what we do. It certainly was in two thousand fifteen. Yes, but you know, but nationally, it is. It, this was what makes college football one of the things that makes college football so popular. Is this uh, is this television show, as you call it, and you're right, that we'll see for the first time next Tuesday? It doesn't mean a thing. Nothing. Just like the rankings don't mean a thing mm-hmm. anymore, and it's still a conversation piece. And Iowa State fans this week, the excitement of being ranked for the first time in forever, those kind of things happen, but it doesn't mean anything. Still got to go out there. You yeah. know, if Iowa State loses their next three, which is plausible mm-hmm. yeah. with what they have on mm-hmm. the schedule. Oklahoma TCU, State, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. it's a tough gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You're 5-5, five and five and you're not ranked anymore. Not even close no. to it. So, you know, a lot of different factors. But I could just see something like that happening. I think more more than likely it'll still be Alabama. Well, Georgia. Alabama's got that win over Florida State, and that was one versus three, and it was week one. I remember Francis started that game. He didn't finish that game, but they st- Florida State still had their quarterback yeah. and still had those expectations that this. Remember, remember the talking point leading up. We're going to see this game again. Oh yeah, that, week number one. We're seeing this game in the playoffs, if not the championship game. That was game the ever in week one. Yep. All those, yeah, all the conversation pieces. Now Florida Still, State is struggling to get to a bowl. Yes, and that long bowl streak might be over this season. They're not good right now. No, they're not. And you can't. Can the committee play the game of well, they beat Florida State when they when they were ranked third? I don't. I See, don't I like that be, argument. But they had their quarterback Trent Francois was playing, and he's they, such a he's such did. a significant factor. Got a quarterback, and they did at least that game. But you know what? Their offensive line's terrible. And mm-hmm. in game one, their offensive line was terrible. It was yeah. that hasn't changed? No, nope. I, 
I don't like the argument. Oh, we beat them when they were ranked whatever. But they were ranked three. It's not like they were ranked 23. They were yeah. three. But again, those are just predictions of people that really don't know. Yeah. It's all guesswork. Yeah, Florida State's talented. So is, talent. in your mind, is Georgia's win over Notre Dame in week two better than oh, yeah. Alabama's win over Florida yes. State in week one? Yeah, much, much. I mean, if you're ranking it one through five stars, that's a five-star win. Road game at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. north of the Mason-Dixon Alabama, line. Florida State was neutral site. Neutral site. Mm-hmm. And against a team that has four losses. Mm-hmm. They have four losses. Might not even be a bowl team. They lost your quarterback. A lot of teams have injuries. I I just I don't like the argument of where they're ranked when you're played. We get to see teams, and by the time the final rankings come out, you get to see them at the end of the year, find out what they are, judge them that way, not what they were, what people thought they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Still, it's going to be Alabama number one. Yeah, you're aware of that, right? right? <laughs> yeah. But Georgia, but that, schedule's too, not very, that schedule's not very good. Though. For Alabama, I totally agree with you. I mean, what's the what's their second best win? <laughs> Seriously. Let me go over them. Fresno State, Colorado State, Vandy, who they shut out, Mrs. Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Arkansas. Probably A&M. Tennessee, it is. It is. Uh, that would be the answer. A&M and Fresno's Fres- decent. Fresno's really good. I mean, but again, they're not a Power 5 school, right? Yeah. They're a group of five school. But yes, they're putting together a nice uh, story out in the Mountain West without a doubt. They're yeah. putting together Beat a nice Beat San Diego story. State. Yeah. Which uh, we're looking at rivalry trophies. Apparently they play for one. When we were looking well, at those what rivalry is it? Tro- did you, I, I don't you remember. Don't recall? No, no. All right, speaking of uh, trophies, and you were there uh, <laughs> because we were talking off air what's, what we're going to do tomorrow, and Scott Dockerman's going to be here tomorrow, land at 10, blah, blah, blah. Doc's most recent piece, at least it was earlier today, might have posted something uh, subsequently, uh, was back in 2005? 2002. 2000, yeah, 2002, the 12-1 year. 11-1 um, year. 11-1. When they walked out, they being the fans, walked out of the Metrodome <laughs> or tried to with the goalposts. So you're there. Did I'm there. You, did you touch at any time the goalposts? You were on the field. Was close to them, never touched them. Did it ever dawn on you, let's go grab those suckers? No, no. That was happening a ways away. So for that game, my buddy, now this is back in the days where they were trying to keep Hawkeye fans away and the avalanche that happened of over 30,000 Hawkeye fans that made their way up. I think the 32 was yeah. the number that they said, right? He, uh, But he lives in St. Cloud, so he was able to get us. I think he could only order... Two, if you lived in outside of the state, you could order up to 10 if you listen. Well, he got on early in the summer and got us 10 seats, front row, right behind the Iowa bench. So we're there. Now, decent vantage point, still a little too low to really be able to see everything. But uh, we're sitting there, we're drinking. You can drink at the Metrodome, too. That didn't help things. (laughs) I mean, I'm 22 years old. What do you think I'm doing at that time? I'm drinking a lot. And as the game's unfolding, it's going on. One of my best friends from high school was a walk-on on the Iowa team. It was his senior year. And uh, he's down there, and he's kind of hollering at me, pointing at me at, towards the end of the game as the final seconds, like, hey, you can come down here. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So we're right there, and I'm talking to Will, and he's like, yeah, come on down here. It'll be fine. I'll, I got you. And But the other nine guys with me wanted to come down too. Okay. Well. So game goes down. We're all kind of talking about it. You know, we're, we're huddled together. Well, there's a plan being what, what are we? What are we going to do here? <laughs> Maybe just like three or four of us go out at first and we'll see. So we're coming to this. My cousin, uh, he likes to drink and he's bombed. And as soon as the final go, gun goes off, he hops the wall and he's on the field and he's running. I'm like, 
people. Where was he running to? Just, he doesn't know. Right. He doesn't Seemed know. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yes, oh, exactly. So I go after Mike. Well, I'm kind of the person in charge of him since I know Will. Maybe I can get him. And then I look around, and it's not just us. There's herds of people starting to come onto the field. So my cousin Chuck's out 10 yards in front of me. Everybody's running out to midfield as the team's going out there. And I see out of my peripheral vision a security guard running, making at you guys a beeline, and he's coming at us, and he's going to lay yellow coat, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, and he's going to lay Chuck. Chuck weighs 120 pounds, soaking wet. He's going to get laid out. He's a track guy, you know. He's one of those lanky fellows. I'm like this is going to be bad. And as the guy's coming, I slow up. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to take this. He lays out a guy that's about five yards to our left. I hop over him as the guy basically slides underneath of me, hop over, go out to midfield, and the security guards kind of start looking around like, oh, we're not stopping this. <laughs> I don't know what turned out for that guy that got tackled that day, if he got arrested or if they just let him go, but we were out there on the field, saw it happen, uh, saw the goalpost going down, so we made our way over there. Never were a big part of that. But and the goal, the, the goalpost circled the field, right? Yes. And then And then somehow they broke them apart, and mm-hmm. some of them made their way up the steps, but you don't think they got out of the building? They didn't. They got it to the concourse, but at the Metrodome, you had the revolving doors. But you remember remember the the yellow coats would always stand in front of the, beside the revolving doors, there was normal doors. Uh Uh-huh. And if one of those things, remember getting sucked oh, out yes. of the metro? Yes. I mean, yeah. I love that, right? That's one of my yeah. favorite times. Yep. I love the end of the game because you're going to get sucked out, blown yep. out. Um, but so the goalposts never did, never to the best of your knowledge, none of it at all left the building. Never made it out of the building from everything that I heard. Uh, they were sent back down. In fact, I guess, they, what would you do with it if you got it? I mean, how are you going to get it home? Strap it to the hood of your car and I guess head down I-35. Back south. Uh, it was quite the day. We got interviewed then as we left. We left before the hijinks of trying to take them out happened. Yep. We had to get to the bar, of course. And uh, as we're walking to the nearest uh, establishment, we... Which would have been at Seven Corners, probably, with all of those college bars. Uh, well, the we Holiday Inn was there. I think we stopped at Hubert's first. It was way too busy. Oh, you we, can't get in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we uh, kept down the road. But we get stopped by a TV crew. And a young reporter, uh, hey, can I interview you Iowa fans about the Iowa-Minnesota game? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So my cousin, the one that should have got laid out, that likes to drink a lot, and he doesn't talk real well in general, and then with <laughs> and this, beers. This, this was not his day. He, uh, he starts talking, and the lady can't understand him. None of us could understand what he was trying to say. And she, Can I grab somebody a little less drunk? <laughs> so I, I'm like, sure, yeah, go ahead and ask me a couple of questions. He's hopping in the background of the shot, hollering about, Garage sales and something else. I don't know what he was hollering about. Well, my family that lives up there, that night, I get a phone call because I didn't even have a cell phone at the time, saying, oh, we saw you on the news and your cousin from the other side of the family, Chuck, he was hopping in the background of the shot. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I can't believe they actually aired that, but there we were. So we made the local news that night as well up in Minneapolis. Quite a day in 2002. Yeah, quite a game, no doubt about that. We will take a time out. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com will be here. Look forward to talking to Mitch Austin Arnott at 140. Trent and I continue on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. 
Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. If you want to go with the lighter fare, they got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. When you choose Ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more, you'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. They're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing. Your reliable towing. Menard Super Sale has big savings on everything you need. Dakota Prefinish Decorative Shelving brightens your home with color and blends seamlessly with your decor. They're a perfect addition to any kitchen, office, bedroom, or living room. 11 and 3 quarter inch deep by 4 foot long pre-finished shelving has 4 finished sides in 5 finishes. It's only $5.99 after rebate. Save big during Menard Super Sale. Now through October 28th. Save big money at Menards. Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. Big Al's South now offers barbecue brunch buffet on Sundays from 11 to 3. Don't forget about the original Eastside location just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. Big Al's Barbecue. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free no obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. 
You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conant and myself uh, with you until 2 o'clock. Austin Arnaud coming up at 1.40. Right now, he's ESPN.com's Mitch Sherman. He covers college football, in particular the uh, Big 12. And although he spent some time at Kinnick Stadium this year, covering some Big 10 action as well, Mitch joins us. Mitch, Trent Conant, Ken Miller, thanks for coming on. Hey, Ken. Trent, how are you guys? Fine. Appreciate you coming on, Mitch. Uh, let's start with TCU Iowa State, uh, five and two, unbeaten TCU. Um, when you watch TCU, Mitch, what what in particular jumps out? Where are they better? I guess than some forecasted they would be prior to the season starting. Uh, six and seven last year. Thought that Gary Patterson would uh, would have this team certainly playing better than they did their record last year. But where in particular are they uh, getting it done? Well, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it, but clearly Kenny Hill is playing. He's like a different quarterback, and it's not just from last season. It's from the spring, too. There were, there were concerns coming out of the spring that TCU would have to go with the true freshman quarterback, Sean Robinson, the star out of uh, the Dallas area who signed with the Horn Frogs and rolled early, looked like the future of their program, and it looked like the future might be now with TCU because Hill became so inefficient at the end of last year. Clearly, he wasn't the sole source of the problems there. There were other issues on the defensive side, a lot of injuries. They had a lack of confidence that plagued the team through the second half of last season. But so much in this sport, especially in the Big 12, starts at that quarterback spot. And Kenny Hill's been a different guy this this season than, than he was at any point, really, other than the, the flashes early last season in, in his TCU career. I mean, we saw this on inconsistent uh, on an inconsistent basis early in Hill's career at Texas A&M, but uh, now he's doing it consistently, leading that team, and uh, their confidence around him has grown. Um, and, and then, you know, the defense is, is, is what it is. It was, it was decent last year until the burden became too strong, and now uh, they're spreading around responsibilities so those guys can play up to their potential. And there was no question at the linebacker spots, 
in the in the secondary, and they've they've gotten help on up, up front defensively this year with some newcomers. But in that back seven or back eight, as TCU plays it, they were as talented as any team in the Big Twelve last year. Just you just didn't see it, and most of those guys are, if not all of them, are back. You know, Iowa State continues to do the little things this year. One of the least penalized teams out there. You close the gap that way. Special teams have been solid. But this is not a fluky team. You know, the way they've gone out the last three weeks and the way that they've played, what does that say about Matt Campbell? To have a team this locked in in year number two of a program that was in need of a major overhaul. Yeah, you know, personally I feel cheated because the most that I've watched Iowa State this year, with the exception of that fourth quarter against Oklahoma, was the end of the Iowa game and, and, and uh, overtime and, and then the entire Texas game where I was at Jack Trice Stadium. So I don't know if it's me or what it is, but uh, um, they, they, uh, I'll be there Saturday. So hope to, with the, hope the real Iowa State stands up. And I want to see these guys the way that they've played you know, when I haven't been watching them this year. And it's been, as you said, efficient, smart football, what Matt Campbell envisioned for this team and the progress that he would get when, when, when he, you know, from the day that he set foot on campus, Matt Campbell had a vision and the way that he wanted this thing to work out. And, um, you know, I've thought back numerous times throughout this year as Iowa State has had big moment after big moment to that week that I sat down with Matt uh, last year ahead of the Texas Tech game. And it was 48, 49 weeks ago. Iowa State had just come off of its first Big 12 win, you know, albeit a struggle against Kansas uh, and, and, you know, I saw inside that program and, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I, I knew it was coming, but I knew there were better times ahead. The way that, the way that, and not just Campbell, but, but Tom Manning and, and Haycock and all of those guys who are in charge of important things in that, in that, in that coaching room, they, they had a, a real plan for what they how they wanted this thing to look, uh, Six months down the road, twelve months down the road, two years down the road, and I think they're they're pretty far ahead of schedule right now, with this, especially with the way it's gone on the on the road of late. So we'll see if they can bring some of that magic back home and and uh, you know have a have a uh, a really big important day for Iowa State football on Saturday. No doubt about that. Uh, Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com is our guest. West Virginia, Oklahoma State uh, going to tangle Iowa State. We'll see those two teams in the in, in the weeks to come. Oklahoma State. I uh, probably he could use they escaped uh, Texas last week, West Virginia, yeah. uh, Baylor. That was a tight football game. Um, Oklahoma State at West Virginia, pretty big spot uh, in Morgantown. Yeah, I mean, for Oklahoma State, it's another elimination game. Um, the Cowboys haven't looked like a college football playoff contender of late early in the year. They did, but um, not not recently. And, you know, that was definitely an escape. Uh, in, in Austin, Texas is a good team. Um, uh, it has a ver- very, very good defense. Uh, you know, a, a, a championship caliber defense, and then an offense that doesn't really know what it's doing. And, and that's what that's what that's why Oklahoma State walked out of there with a the win. I mean, Texas just had to get the ball in the end zone there at the end. And I don't know who Sam Elinger was thro- throwing it to. I mean, he's throwing it to Ramon Richards from Oklahoma State. So mm-hmm. I mean, that was his in- in- intended target or what? But. Uh, it uh, it was it was definitely a, a um, fortuitous moment for Mike Gundy and, and that staff. It, and yeah, this is this is one of those you know they're, they're, this, both of these teams they're kind of into the grind of the Big Twelve where things just start to kind of all come unraveled as far as what your plan may have been at the beginning of the year. The Big Twelve is that kind of a league. Even when it's this is a good year in the Big Twelve, but even when it's not a good year in the Big Twelve, 
these teams do they know each other so well? I think it has something to do with this, with this, the smaller number of teams, the inter, intertwined history of so many of these coaches. And Holgerson and Gundy are two of those guys. They've worked on the same staff. Now you've got Jake Spavadol in the mix at, at at West Virginia, who is another one of these coaches that knows the, the other group so well. So I don't expect anything to go as planned or, or you know what you might think when you look at it on paper. Just kind of a backyard fight in uh, in Morgantown, and it's hard to even you know offer much of a guess other than knowing that Oklahoma they're both extremely talented on offense so you know i guess which one of these teams is going to play to their potential on the that's that's the one that's going to win want to get your thoughts here mitch on kansas Uh, not a big talker i understand but david Beatty a year ago looked like maybe things were starting to gain traction they had a great summer recruiting wise though they couldn't sign him obviously at that time and that might dissipate but 21 yards of total offense last week the shutout the week before against iowa state i know they're putting a lot of money into that football program but is Beatty going to be the one that sees the fruits of that labor? Yeah, I haven't been real fond of the conversation around the Jayhawks this week where with the complaints from Beatty about the running clock at TCU. And I understand that was that was not really what should have happened. And maybe you feel like he's cheating his players. And in most circumstances, I think that's fine uh, to stand up for that. And maybe he could have stood up for it behind closed doors. But you have to realize that Kansas was in negative total yardage, you know, well into the second half of that game. So, the quicker you can get away from that situation and not continue to talk about it and draw attention to it, the better I think it is for, for Kansas football. They've been a train wreck of late, and I, I thought this, was, this would be a year of improvement for Kansas. Maybe, maybe not improvement that you would see with big results in the win column. In fact, you know, I didn't see Kansas winning more than three games this year, but now it looks like it's going to be one. Yep. And uh, that, that, you know, I, they, were, they were excited about what they had at the quarterback position at the going into the year with Peyton Bender, the transfer from Washington State, um, who put up good numbers in junior college last year, just hasn't materialized. The running game hasn't materialized defensively. This was a team that's taken. This is a team that's taken a step back from last year. You know, Dorrance Armstrong was the uh, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year in the preseason. You know, a guy who they talked about as a potential first-round pick coming out early this year. So. Not saying it's his fault, but no, nothing has really come together as expected, and with with progress for Kansas this year. Now, I don't feel like David Beatty's on the hot seat. He's got a long contract. It is Kansas football. It's a huge, huge, huge uh, restoration project. As you said, recruiting is, has has turned around with what they've done, particularly in the South. Um, you know, we'll see if they can keep those guys. I think they will because I think they they're selling a, the, the future. They're not selling the present. So. Um, I, it, it's but, but right now it's just not looking good, and this season's been a mess. Hmm. Speaking of projects, Matt Rule has one uh, in, in Waco with Baylor, but they seem to be getting better. They really do. They're they're the uh, the conference's lone winless team, um, real close with West Virginia this past week. They have Texas this week. Texas uh, has to go to Waco and take on the Bears. I think this is the week that Baylor gets off the Schneid. I really do, Ellinger. I don't know where his head would be at after that just deflating mm-hmm. that pass that he threw in the end zone last week that you referred to earlier. I felt awful for the kid because that was a fun football game. Uh, can Baylor beat Texas this week? Yeah, I think Baylor can beat a lot of teams and has come close to beating teams and will beat Kansas. They're not going to end up winless when the year's over. And, 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 and you know, can it may happen, as you said, this Saturday in Waco. I, I don't know. I think Texas is considerably more talented all around the field and I, I think Texas's defense will cause a lot of problems for, for Baylor um, 
you know, you look at the way that Baylor played against Oklahoma and, and put up a ton of points and yards. I think Texas is a much more difficult matchup with the strength that they have in their secondary, and, and, and I think they're going to get after the quarterback. So I don't know that I agree that, that uh, Baylor is going to get off the schneid this week. It'll happen. And, you know, I still have confidence that Matt Rule is going to, is going to get things done at Baylor and is, is, a, is the right, that they've made the right choice, basically taking it all, you know, tearing the entire thing down, which for, for lots of reasons needed to happen in Waco. And it, it has maybe through, without that being the intended uh, chain of events this year, they've gone, they've, they've gone all the way back to square one. And I think that's, that's probably okay. Um, so you, you, you begin to slowly rebuild, and for, from, from my perspective, that's the best way to put everything that's happened uh, you know, behind you at, at Baylor on, off the field. They, 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 are, they haven't heard the, uh, you know, the lingering uh, stories from, from last year. Uh, it seems that, uh, I don't know, it, it, you, you, you don't ever get past that, I guess, as, as a program, mm-hmm. because the people who were impacted by the actions of those players, they don't get past it. So it's always going to be there. But from a f- football perspective, you know, they've torn this thing down to the ground, and, and the rebuild is, is happening, and it seems that Matt Rule is, is making progress despite the lack of wins this season. Finish up in your home state, Nebraska, off a of bye week. They go to Purdue, and as we all anticipated, they're an underdog. Purdue's favorite. Yeah. To the Boilermakers. How's the bye week over in the Cornhusker State? Yeah, I saw that, didn't you, before the year in Nebraska yeah, right. as a six-point <laughs> dog at Purdue. I, uh, well, I haven't been in Nebraska. I haven't been in, in the state this week. I've, I was down in, at uh, K State for the OU game, and then stayed around Kansas City for some basketball the last few days. I'm back now, so read some comments from uh, defensive coordinator Bob Diaco yesterday. He spoke after Nebraska's practice and said that they're going to be the best defense in the country. So, um, you know, the the unreal unrealistic uh, um, uh, talk. <laughs> trying to think of a better word for talk, but mumbo-jumbo continues to come out of Lincoln. It's, it's not going to happen this year, obviously, and I don't think he was suggesting that it would happen this year. And I don't think it's ever going to happen for this staff because I don't think they're going to be around next year. So, um, you know, I guess you have to try to continue to put a positive spin on it if you're those coaches. And I haven't heard that kind of banter from Mike Riley. Uh, you know, he seems to be fairly realistic and understands everything. I don't think he's expecting necessarily or not, not saying it publicly to lose his job, but uh, the new AD is in his chair as of Monday. It was his Bill Moose from Washington State. His first, This is his first week on the job, so this will be his first opportunity to really sit down and assess that football program, and if Nebraska goes out to West Lafayette and loses, mm. then you know, it's just another uh, another reason that, that <laughs> to uh, to have, have belief that there will be a big change coming to this program on the, on the, uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving. We appreciate you coming on to this program, Mitch Sherman, as we always do. Great to talk to you, Mitch. Look forward to doing it again. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Take care. Thank you. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com. He was at Big 12 Media Days. You know, just real quick, uh, and, and this story, we never talked about it yesterday, why, why does Steve Prohm not want to play that exhibition game uh, against either Minnesota, mm-hmm. who's going to be good? I'll give you yes, that. Yes, yes, very good. I mean, shouldn't – intramural kids could be Drake Yes, most yeah. years, right? right yeah. why, why wouldn't he play an exhibition game? Team's not ready oh, for so, it. So what, how do you get a team ready? Yeah. You play. Don't want to be embarrassed. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. That's right. Iowa lost an exhibition game to Sioux Falls a couple years back.
made the NCAA tournament. Right. It, it didn't did, matter. Did it, was it held against them? It did not. Anybody talk about it? Is there hearing your name called nope. on Selection Sunday? Not at all. I don't get what Steve Prohm does. I like Steve Prohm. Mm-hmm. I think this was the first time I, since he's been here, that you got to question, what, what, what was, what's up with that? Yeah, I, I guess I hadn't even thought about it in those terms, but it is a head-scratcher. You're right. You play to get better. You mm-hmm. Don't you want to see your team in competition against another team? Well, and they've got that super-duper su- secret scrimmage that every sure, school does, yes, right? Yeah. But let the fans, you know, there's a, a, it's a good cause. Yes. And B, it's an opportunity to play against another team. And C, it doesn't count. And if you bring in somebody like Minnesota, you know that building would be banged out. Oh, for sure with them, yeah. With the, the way the Cyclone fans support things. And the, want to see that game on a yearly basis. They, yes. They, or not maybe yearly, but they would like to see Minnesota at Tilton go it's three up hours. there. It makes so much that sense. That should be a home-and-home home every yeah. year. When that, when that story came out, I guess it must have been for Big 12 meeting. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at that. Yeah. Disappointed, honestly. I mean, what's, what's, come on. You, you play your, let your guys play. That's how they get better. That's what, how you get a better grasp of your guys. Would you made the 30-minute drive up to see it? No, no, no not <laughs> a football that. season. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Uh, we'll talk to Austin Arnaud. He will join us as we'll get back into Iowa State TCU. Trent Condon and I with you Monday through Friday, noon until 2 on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Bellagio. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Overhanging trees present a real danger. During high winds, falling branches can damage roofs and windows. So today, I'll show you how to protect your home by wrapping it in bubble packaging. All you need is a staple gun and 142,000 feet of bubble packaging. Let's get started. You could try to protect your home with bubble packaging, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Call GEICO and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hire. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash promo. That's Indeed.com slash promo. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. 
AmericanFoundation.com. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. The Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself, our final segment of the day coming up tomorrow, Thursday. Eric Heft will be here. Scott Docterman will be here. Uh, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star. And I believe Mitch Holtis, Trent, right? Thursday? Yeah, yeah, good to go. We'll talk to, uh, to Mitch, even though the Chiefs don't play until Monday night. Well, our next guest, both of his teams, how about this, are 5 and 2. His Cyclones are 5 and 2. So are his Vikings 5 and 2. Uh, it's good to be Austin Arnott's least his sports teams this week as we head out to California and catch up with our old pal Austin Trenton Ken. Thanks for coming on. How's things? Great on the football side of things. You couldn't lie, but I just lost uh, your, your Yankees. Yankees was, my Yankees were insufferable there uh, against the Astros, three two. You know me, man. I'm put, I'm I'm, a, I'm a plan ahead guy. I was thinking, you know, what's it going to take to get me to L.A. to see them play the Dodgers in the series? Overcooked my uh, overcooked my grit, so to speak, man, and uh, the Yankees are done. So, but a good fall, I'm having a good fall so far, absolutely. Yeah, you're in Northern California, San Francisco area, of course. Uh, CJ Beathard, did you two ever cross paths? Did you know? I mean, you were gone when Beathard got to Iowa, but did you ever meet him? Now the starting quarterback for the San Francisco Forty ers No, I mean, I just just in passing, just in passing, you know, hearing about him, um, but no, we don't. I, no relationship, but I did. Uh, I had a friend who um, had an extra ticket to the a pretty good extra ticket to the uh, Cowboys Niners game this past weekend. So I was out there and got to check him out. You know, he doesn't have a lot of help right now, yeah. but um, it's, it's a situation where you know Carlos Hyde. They're probably going to lock him up long term, money wise, and just see what they want to do with the quarterback. You know, hopefully he can go ahead and continue to improve and maybe earn that spot. But it's looking like it, you know it's probably. You know, they want to hire Kirk Cousins, you know, hire out type deal. So we'll see. Mm. Well, your Cyclones are 5-2, and two, Austin. Here comes TCU. I want to start with Kyle Kempt, a guy that, that you have to appreciate what he sat through. You know, the, the transfers. You had uh, all the different offensive coordinators, but you didn't have to leave Ames uh, for your college yeah. career. Uh, uh, conversely, Kempt, he's all over the place. Uh, Jacob Park leaves the team, or, or Kempt still wouldn't have had an opportunity. And, and Austin... 
as you've watched him play, he's come in and he's looked like he's been there the entire time, let alone three games. How difficult do you think that has been for Kemp to to do what he's doing this late in his career? Uh, very difficult. You know, it, but that that's the one thing that I know this coaching staff and, and a lot of coaches throughout the country, next man up mentality. So, I mean, he's really taken that to, to the nth degree. The one thing that I, you know, when I when I watch him play and watch him drop that back there, very poised, very under control, a great game manager. I mean, the guy who who looks like you know at all times he is in full control. And that's what you need as a quarterback. You know, at sometimes it looks like parts. You know, as we know, very erratic in how he played. Um, you know, careless with the football. Uh, Kemp is the, the exact opposite of that. Um, Going to take him down the field, lead him on touchdown drives. You know, ball placement it may not be perfect. Right? It may not be the best throw. But he's got athletes that are making plays for him. But the number one thing that, that impresses me, like I said earlier, is just his poise, his composure, and being able to do what he's doing with little game experience in, in the Big 12. So the layoff, a kid that hadn't played for so long outside of a few reps in junior college, how do you have the timing and the accuracy that we see? It's got to be a guy that is sitting there and not just going through the reps, but but actually really buying into what Matt Campbell is selling, how difficult does that have to be as a quarterback to have that timing right away? It's very difficult. I mean, I'm sure those guys are staying after practice almost every day still perfecting their craft and trying to get that ball, timing, ball placement um, down pat. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, football practices, they, they tend to drag on during the fall and the summer. You know, they're two, two and a half hours, so... In those individual periods throughout the entire season, you know, usually the individual periods are your first 30 to 35 minutes of practice. Uh, at least when I was in college, no matter what staff it was, we always did a lot of route running and, and, and you know, route trees and planning against what we're going to see against that defense that week um, in practice. So the first 30 minutes to an hour of practice are, you know, just receivers, running backs, tight ends, um, and quarterbacks just kind of practicing and, and timing up things and how we're going to do it. So, I mean, in that aspect, it seems like it may be easy, but to come in the way that he has and in being, you know, you know, the team, you know, not only gaining some strides, but, you know, gaining momentum every every series, it looks like. You have all these um, these skill guys around. Man, I really would have liked to have some of these skill guys that when I was playing. Um, but, but it, you know, he, he just fell into a great situation, and that really more speaks to the kid that he is as opposed to the system because, you know, you come in – and, you know, everybody in, in the country is looking at you like, hey, you know, what's this team going to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would think got some turmoil. And he's just totally shrugged that off and, and been himself and, and, and led these guys to victory, which is very impressive in my opinion. Yeah, and everybody's looking at him. Uh, in the, but what about the huddle, uh, Austin? I mean, his teammates, when he walked into that huddle for the first time and to, you know, to win over those skilled guys and on offensive line, you can't blink if you're in his spot, right? You have to show a command and a presence. I have to think that that may be one of the most difficult hurdles to overcome is, you know, to just gain control of that huddle. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. You know, I remember going in as a freshman with, when, when, you know, Brett and I would rotate series sometimes and going in there with Blythe and Bartram and those guys, and they're looking at me like, all right, this, okay, this guy's in, you know? <laughs> so, so, yeah, absolutely. It's a big thing, but I think, I think that group is so unique, and the culture at Iowa State is so unique right now that a guy like Alan Lazard, who is a, is a, is a leader, a guy like David Montgomery, who is a leader and our best player, you know, those guys are saying, okay, this is the situation. This is what we have to do. This is the guy that has to play for us. So let's do the best we can to help help facilitate what he needs. And you, as you've seen, you know, these guys are making plays. 
for him that, you know, not that they're not weren't making plays for Park, but it just seems like, you know, ball's a little bit better, um, timing's a little bit better, placement of the ball is a lot better, reading of coverage has been better in the short amount of time that he's been there. So, yeah, it is, it is hard not to but I think he's got a lot of help. And, and you know, the coaching staff's done a great job with him, giving him, you know, just doing what he's good at. So it looks like they have a certain amount of plays that, you know, obviously Joel's still getting in there too with his, his package, but you know, there's a certain amount of plays that he has that he's really good at. And they, the coaching staff has done a good job of selecting those and having those ready in in-game situations. Austin, it just feels like this Iowa State team is gaining momentum. And for some people, that's a dirty word. You know, analytics will say there's no such thing as momentum. But take us inside a locker room. When things start to come together, you win a game and what that can build inside that locker room. Absolutely. It's contagious. I mean, winning is contagious over and over and over. You could have all the things going on in the locker room, but you win a football game, and that, that turns 110 guys' frowns upside down. So it's, it's totally uh, imperative that they continue to win because of, you know, they're riding this wave right now. And, yeah, they've, they've beat Oklahoma and got a tough one this weekend, but, you know, I wouldn't put a pass for guys. They're going to be ready to play. This staff, as you guys know, is going to have them ready to play. There'll be a lot of recruits in town. It's going to be a raucous environment. Maybe a little snow I hear about them. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so that would definitely help. You know, I, I always remember those Texas guys, you know, complaining about the cold. So, uh, when they come up and play. So that's that's also in our favor. Um, but it, it, it's a very exciting time, and I think those guys really, again, speaking to their culture, you know, winning is contagious, and they are bonding and playing at a high level right now. A couple more minutes with Austin Arnott, former Iowa State uh, quarterback, uh, Ames High, a little cyclone as well. Uh, Austin, the defensive line to me has been the biggest revelation. Uh, it, it's tough to find linemen, and if you've got, uh, uh, you know, defensive line separates teams quite often from the pack, and the way Lima is playing, and Wagner in his senior season, and Jaquan Bailey and uh, Vernell Trent, that defensive front for Iowa State is stout, uh, and something, quite honestly, that they haven't had in a long time, Austin. Absolutely, and they're starting to see. You're starting to see some depth, and that's the biggest thing in college football on the defensive line. If you can have depth in that position and, and constantly get after the passer, or you know, get in those running lanes, you're going to be successful. So you know, you, you literally you need seven, eight, nine, ten guys to be three deep uh, deep offense, uh, deep defensive line. You know, when I played, we had three or four good guys total on the defensive line. You know, now they have five or six, seven, eight guys. But they feel comfortable able being able to rotate. You know, we were rotating guys in that probably shouldn't have been playing yet or playing at all. So it, it's just good to see the level of recruiting. And it comes back to the staff and the incredible job that they're doing recruiting and, and kind of facilitating this culture there. They're doing a great job of recruiting, which, which you know, defensive line is the hardest spot, and in my opinion, to recruit, like you said, Ken. So it, it, it's interesting to see, um, first off, how these guys are reacting to coaching, which is great because they, they seem to be, you know, the technique looks great. They're getting off the ball very well, uh, so obviously they're coached well. But secondly, it's just, you know, they feed off of each other. You know, one guy makes a big play, then another guy makes a big play. And that's kind of what you want for a defensive line, because then, you know, you have a defensive line, you know, uh, very excited at all times, and that, that's what they've been playing been playing like recently. I know, Austin, uh, you're out in the San Francisco area. I think we talked Cyhawk Week, and you were going to watch the game with, a, with an alumni group out in Northern California. Uh, I'm assuming that group is growing by the week as Cyclone, uh, Cyclone alum come out and, uh, and go out of their way to be in a spot with fellow Cyclones to watch this game. Uh, even though you can't be home for homecoming, not bad to be with a bunch of alums and watch this game with a, uh, with a group of them guys and gals. Absolutely. The boardroom in San Francisco it gets pretty rowdy in there. It's also a TCU's bar, so we'll have an interesting oh, little uh, really? game watch on Saturday. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. 
Um, but, a, but a great group. The alumni group out here is great. And then obviously the alumni association, Iowa State, um, those guys reach out far and far and wide beyond the United, Northern, United States and Northern California. So it's awesome to, to kind of be a part of that and see how that things are things are going forward. But I'm excited, man. And, uh, you know, there, there's a, I mean, there's a huge chance that Iowa State again pulls up an upset this weekend. Yeah, and, and becomes bowl eligible. How about that? Hey, Austin, great to catch up with you as always. Appreciate talking to you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Good to talk to you. Austin Arnaud joining us uh, from San Francisco, where he now makes his home. Um, yeah, that'd be a fun place to play. TCU and yeah. Iowa State is both of the same bar. crazy and awesome. Yeah, really be fun. Hey, have you seen, by the way, I was looking at this, I think it was when Bill Bender was on. Um, have you seen the 2.30 slate on Saturday? It mm-hmm. is so unfair. Penn State, Ohio State, because of baseball. It's a Fox game, so mm-hmm. it's there. Right. Of course, TCU, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. NC State, Notre Dame. There you go. Got the cocktail party. You got the cocktail party. Normally viewing, uh, don't think I'll see much of that one. No. Yeah, well, and I'm going to be tailgating. So Are you? Now, our neighbors have a TV you got a 5.30 setup. kick for your Hawks. 5.30 kick, but we might have to bring our own, too. They always have a game on, but I'm going to need a couple of TVs, I think. Going to have the setup, and uh, yeah, it'll be a good day, a cold day in Iowa City, but can't be missing all the games. There's too many good ones. At there's 2:30. too many good ones. In it. conversely, and I get that there's baseball that that, yeah. that night, right? That would be game four. Game four. The 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 night slate is awful. Awful. It's Clemson, Georgia Tech, Tennessee, Kentucky, Purdue, Nebraska. I mean, I think probably that's the game I'm going to focus on if I'm not on baseball. Enjoy. Just be, well, just because they're coming up on the Hawks schedule, right? right. Um, but you'll have Iowa until nine o'clock. Till yeah, till nine probably. Yeah. But it's the two thirty slate is it's unfair that they put all those good games together. Uh we're out of time. We appreciate you joining us. Trent and I will be back tomorrow. Jimmy B and T C this afternoon, four to six. What do you have planned, Trent Condon? Uh Pat Hardy will be here in his Wednesday spot. We'll be talking to Hawkeyes with him. Nate Olson stops by. Uh look at Brett Bielema. And uh, what's going mm. wrong down in Arkansas? Cody Peck will also be here. BC Divide, yeah. Cyclones Day today, Hawks tomorrow. You got it, bcdivide.com. Great place for Hawkeye and Cyclone fans. Coming up, starting at 4. They love them over at the Hawkeye Lounge. They do. <laughs> oh, that's a great thread. I think it's 12 pages, and I just love them. Oh, uh, they, they give Derek <laughs> such a hard time. They really do. It's the Wild West, my favorite. It's my favorite of the uh, Iowa, Iowa State. Well, Cyclone Fanatic is pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, but Hawkeye Lounge is a different level. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, Trent and I are back tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. The Ken Miller Show, Monday through Friday from noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358. 
515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. EasterSealsIA.org. Why have over 3 million guys switched to Harry's razors? Because at Harry's, we give you less. We make just one razor with five German-engineered blades. All you need for a smooth and comfortable shave. And we got rid of upcharges. By owning the factory and cutting out the middleman, we're able to sell our high-quality blades for half the price of the other guys. Now we're dropping the half-price sound effects guy. Wait, why? Not everyone can give you high quality for a fraction of the price. Harry's. One perfect razor. None of the extra noise. As a special offer for radio listeners, get an $18 shave set with an added bonus for free when you visit harrys.com and use code 3434 at checkout. Just cover a few bucks for shipping. That's harrys.com, code 3434, for a free shave set offer. Again, it's harrys.com, code 